guys, please. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what we're going to talk about at the beginning or throughout this entire podcast. Guys. Guys. No, we'll talk about lighthearted things. Sure. But first, guys. First. But first, to quote your girl, Julie Chen but, Mubez. But first. But first. Camera zooms out. <laughs> Hashtag but first. You, I assume if you're listening to this podcast, you've already voted. And you're you American. Know, some people vote, are voting election day. If you want to vote election day, that's fine. Just make sure you bubble in Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Yes. And all the other blue options on your ballot. Yeah. Yeah. Which of course, everyone's going to do. I'm, I'm I mean, this is the podcast. That's the thing. And like, I, I shouldn't look because I, I know it burned us last time. But I look at Nate Silver all the time. Mm-hmm. And I look at, you know, I refresh how many people. And right now, I think we're at 67% of the voters that like voted all for the entire 2016 election. Yeah. It's like 90 something million. Yeah. And it's, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like 93 million, I think. Yeah. More people have voted early in Texas than voted in general in Texas. Which is crazy. And it's by like seven or 8%. Which is really depressing (laughs) because I'm just like, Oh, where were you four years ago? But like, we won't talk about that. We might talk about that. I mean, (laughs) I'm glad they're here now. We're glad they're here now. We will take it. I'm excited about it. I I just can't believe the next time that we're going to be on this podcast, we'll know who the president's going to be. We'll either be breathing sighs of relief or we'll be in Canada. (laughs) No, that's true. We'll either be broadcasting live from Canada, from Quebec. Yeah. We're choosing Quebec. We've chosen Quebec. Oh, can we speak French? I'm learning it. Isn't that like one of the French ones? Bonjour. Ooh. (laughs) Je m'appelle. Try the grace. That is delicious. (laughs) Je m'appelle Mathieu. Don't believe me. Ask the dishes. (laughs) I think we're going to do great in Quebec. If needed. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. And it's Matt Palmer. And it's been a week. It has. It's been a week. It has. And hopefully next week will be a week. I just, I mean, I bounce back and forth from thinking, oh my God, it's going to happen. It's going to work out for us. I'll be able to smile again. Mm-hmm. Smile and, and really mean it. Like smile with your eyes yes, and your heart. Because we haven't done that in four years. No, <laughs> no I have not. I have not been. had faith in humanity in a long, long time. And the thing is, I never really did. So when... <laughs> When this happened, I was very much like, oh, of course, humans are garbage. And you were like, I thought humans were good. I was like, oh, sweetie. (laughs) That was the first November 8th, 2016 was the day Matt Steele died. (laughs) And you know what? He's been missed. You know? And I hope he rests. I hope he comes back. Oh, God, I got to turn this heater off. Sorry, it's gotten cold. Oh, your space heater just popped on. It did. I mean, it's just, it's gotten cold in LA. At least cold at night. Like, Mm -hmm. the lows are in what, the 50s? I've been okay. Like, Freezing. Like usually I feel like I'm the one who in the apartment is like, oh, it's freezing, it's freezing. My but God. you also, as you mentioned, the heater is on your bedroom. So your bedroom gets heated by the heater. Yeah, but we don't have room. the heater. Like we just started. Like we like the heater was just on today for the it first was time on. in like however long. I put, I put it on the other day too. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I, but like when I wake up in the morning, like I don't feel particularly cold I'm or anything. I'm freezing. That's so interesting. I'm freezing. And I'm just like, oh my God, I'm never going to get out of bed. I'm never going to go to work, which is just my desk a few feet away. But even still, mm. I make it through. I do it, but it's not easy and I don't like it. Okay. Well, that. besides being cold, how was your week? My week was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I'm trying to think. Well, Halloween was yesterday, I guess. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so that was cute. Um, Jackson and I dressed up as Michael Jordan and uh, Phil Jackson, who's the Bulls head coach, who was in The Last Dance with him. And that was where I got all of my knowledge about both of those two people. And so that awesome. was fun. So now you know about basketball. I'm a big basketball junkie. 
hot. I know it's super hot. You're um, the mask one of the group. I'm just yeah. I've always thought of myself as super mask. I yeah. feel like most Mariah fans just like tend to be more masculine. Yeah. You know, you're a really nice boyfriend. My ex boyfriend was really into basketball too. Yeah. And, he never even asked me if I wanted to watch <laughs> basketball with him because he probably knew that damn answer. I mean, Jackson watches so much Housewives. He was asking questions about Potomac while we were watching tonight. And I was like, okay, let me explain my feelings on Wendy. <laughs> it's going to be a minute. So, okay. I mean, you so know. You can you can watch you got to reciprocate, you know. That's, relationships are about give and take, I hear. And so I'm learning about this new thing called compromise. Oh, God. I'd never really Crazy. come across it until mm. recently. But, uh, yeah, so there was Halloween. And so that was nice. And... Um, uh, there was there's there's other things going on that I could be mentioning, but uh, I don't want to go too far into it. Uh, there's been an issue in Jackson's apartment. So Jackson's over here. And so he's in the <laughs> living room and we love that. And it's great to have, you know, a guest who we, we both love. I and love company. Exactly. And he brought over candy for you. And I know. So, he, gave me, he like walked over, like I walked in from work and he just handed me a bunch of candy. And I was I like, know. oh, this is going to be a great situation. I was going to say. Jackson the, here all the time giving me candy. <laughs> Though I mean, it's not going to be all the time. It'll be fixed soon. But even still, yeah, the way oh, to get. Well, the I'm going to run out of that candy well that sounds like a Matt Steele problem I'm gonna me and Jackson are gonna have to have a talk okay well leave him alone (laughs) uh but yes so I feel like Jackson has learned very easily the way to Matt Steele's heart is just give him food and a he'll always say yes which is always like do you think Matt Steele will eat this I'm like yes but I can't have it in the house so you can't offer it (laughs) (laughs) you bitch I'm I'm not gonna have sweets just in the house that (gasps) I could eat but then they will be on my side of the cabinet and I I will eat them I'll know where they came from I know they're from Jackson so it's like I'm gonna have one oh my god I know oh my god so you have been denying me oh my food. god if you could turn the drama down a bit that would be wow. lovely if anyone knows anything about me i am a mooch <laughs> like if you are offering me food i will take it if you yes. are, yeah the way it to my heart is like candy but the big way to my heart is actually a stuffed animal but like you know i'm we'll talk about that later <laughs> we don't have to <laughs> well that's if you like want to like court me oh the way to my heart's a stuffed animal all right. for all we, you single gals out, I was gonna single s- guys you're you're really giving away the farm you're giving the keys to the castle someone's gonna send you a freaking uh you know stuffed tickle me amo and you'll be like I love you let's get married listen if one day like we I need if if the wrong thing happens on Tuesday I'm mm. gonna need someone to keep me warm that's at night true. so those of you out there who are single yes just know a stuffed animal and I'm yours <laughs> that's all it takes you that's know because you know I might need someone to hold me as I cry. Mm, and you know what? That person might be needed. Hopefully not. No, but, but hopefully not. Hopefully but not. You, you never know. You know we, the thing is, at least we won't be blindsided again. Mm-hmm. It, we are that not. Was the wor- that's because we were just sitting in the lap of like, of course, Hillary's going to win. Like, there's no way that Trump could win. And now that it's on the table. Even if the worst case scenario happens, we realize now, days before, that that is an option. It's yes. not like this is outlandish. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. And so I feel like we that we won't have the at least the shock factor. We'll still hate the world and want to burn <laughs> to the ground. But we the shock was the part that was so hard to get over. Yes. It's like, how did this happen? Yeah. And I've said it on this podcast multiple times and I say it all the time. I like... I, obviously like a ton of stuff happened in 2016 that was just like insane uh, but I truly think what lost it for us was the fact that everyone was just like oh it'll like I know <laughs> Hillary's gonna it win complacency. It's, it's so obvious yes. like I don't have to vote and it's like no you do yes. you always have to vote and guess what if everything goes wonderfully this year in two years, you will have to vote again. Yes. And two years after that, you have to vote again. Yes. Because girls and guys out in the world, the pendulum always swings I back. Know. Like, no matter how good things go on Tuesday, 
12 years from now, we could be in the same exact right. damn situation. And we can't have that. A horrible, crazy person as president. Like, it's, you can never, ever, ever be too sure. Yes. Always, always, always vote. Yes. Yes. Oh, like, please. Please. And obviously it is it within your rights to not vote, but don't. No, fuck but, you but, if you don't vote. But <laughs> don't brag. But there are people who, like, don't vote and think that that is the moral choice. I. Because, like, oh, well, I, everyone is terrible, so I don't vote. Aren't I wonderful? It's like, no. I don't <laughs> care if like, you no, are. No, that's not. If you're publicly not voting, if you're privately not voting, if you're not voting for religious reasons, fuck you for all three of those. Like, <laughs> vote, bitch. Like, you have to make like, your voice heard. Let's or go. don't complain about shit for the next two years yeah. or four years or whatever. But Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? Oh, <laughs> well, I voted. <laughs> yes. I voted early on Friday uh-huh. uh, and it was really fun. I brought like a couple, like I had a couple of little granola bars and everything. I was like, oh, I'm going to put these in my backpack. Mm. I'm going to set up a pod, like a big brother podcast for me to listen to as I, you know, wait in line for like, it could be a long time. Like I was waiting line uh, Super Tuesday to mm. go in the primary for like an hour and a half, two hours. So I was like, oh, this could be long as well, yeah. even though we have like three polling stations in our neighborhood. You never know. Um, so I go there expecting to wait in some sort of line and I literally just walked in and walked out. <laughs> and the thing is like the night before I filled out my ballot, yes. like, bubbled in everything just in case like there are 5 million people here. Like I'm just going to drop this off. Like, so I filled out everything, sealed yep. it. And uh, they asked me there, they were like, do you have your ballot? And I'm like, yeah. And they were like, oh, did you fill it out? And I was like, yeah, but I, while I'm here and no one else is in front of me, I'd, I'd like to vote in person. You can void this. Thank you. Went to my machine. There That's were like, so weird. There were so many people working the polls and like no one was there. I mean. And, and, and you could tell they were just like, oh, come to me. Come to me. I'll help you. So it was like, I mean, yeah, well, I so mean, here I am. I'm glad you were there. I mean, I would have gone in and been like, oh, yeah, I filled this out. I don't need to go through and fill it out again. Oh, just no, I love it. the machine. I like boop, boop, boop. I used to love when I was a little kid, my grandparents would take me into the voting machine with them. Oh. And that was when they had like the lever and yeah. you'd, like flip the things and pull the lever yeah. and you'd be behind the curtain. And they would always let me like flick it for them and everything. I don't need that. They were, of course, just like, vote for the Democrat. Vote for this. Exactly. Vote for this. <laughs> they, were, they were like, okay, this is what I want you to vote. Don't, <laughs> don't touch any of the other knobs, Matthew. Um, so no, I'm very much like whatever's the easiest way. And for me, the easiest way is I can sit at home. I can look up all of the props and all of the different, you know, local elections that I don't know as much about. And I can just sit at home, look online. What should I be voting for? What's the actual right thing to do? And make sure to do that. And then just mail it in, drop it in the Dropbox. That's not a fake one. Uh, or, you know, I, I just don't I don't need to vote in person ever again. Period. Oh, I love it. I don't need that. I think it's so much fun. No. I love. I I do all the research, like obviously days before, and I have it all planned. Of course, come with a plan so I can be in and out. But like, there's some people who just like who decide like then. That's crazy, girl. I can't imagine. Yeah. So I I I wish them all the best. I mean, yes. (laughs) If they're making the right choice, in the end of the day, I wish them the best. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Are you ready to jump into some news for idiots? Um, sure. I don't think I did anything else this week besides work, and yeah, that's it. All right, great, great. Um, so. Apparently, for Kim Kardashian's 40th birthday, there were several things that happened. First of which, she went to a private island with her whole family or something and said that everyone got tested before, but she's just strolling around without a mask with her whole family out. And it's just very much like the straight version of that gay meme of like, all tested before, wear a mask. There's like 40 of them. Exactly. 40 white gays all next to each other. So she did that. And then she also received a birthday gift from Kanye West, who is a person apparently. And um, it was a hologram of her dad. 
who yeah. passed away. And so it's so life like we watched it over and over filled with emotion and she posted a clip on Twitter. I mean, if it's emotionally moved her, I guess that's great. Yeah. Those holograms are creepy, though. Right? Yeah, I would not want one. I don't want that either. Um, aren't, I thought she and Kanye were kind Divorcing? of ha- some problems. I, th- I mean, he's having. True. Yeah. But I guess, like, even if I was, like, divorcing my husband, I'd, I'd still be like, you're still getting me a birthday present. I mean, I don't think they're getting divorced. Okay. Yeah. Well... I mean, that's very nice of him if that is what she wanted. It's thoughtful. Uh, I'm glad he focused on working that out as opposed to, you know, trying to run his whatever presidential campaign mm. he's running. Um, so I, that's nice. It's, that's sure. Uh, if the, I just don't, I mean, I thought, you know, not to say anything Meghan McCain does is funny, but she <laughs> <laughs> tweeted something like, just so we're all clear, I do not want this. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Good. <laughs> it's like, uh, you've not seen the family stone, have you? I've seen like half of the family stone. Oh, the first half or the second half? Oh, the second half. Oh, great. So yeah. do you remember the part where uh, Diane Keaton receives a gift from Sarah Jessica Parker and it's a picture of her pregnant with, I think, Rachel McAdams' mm-hmm. character? And she like kind of tears up and is like, oh, oh my God, oh my God, and like kind of gets emotional but then hardens very quickly and goes, you did good. <laughs> that's <funny. laughs> Those are, That's yeah, like yeah. how I feel about Meghan McCain in that tweet. It was like, oh, that's... You did good. <laughs> like, I'm not giving you funny. I'm not giving you likable because it's just never going to cross over there. But that was a good, that was a good tweet. Good tweet, Megan. Good tweet, good, Megan. Good Megan. Hello. Um, Beyonce's on the cover of December, the December cover of British Vogue looking amazing. And she's promoting uh, the new drop of uh, Ivy Park. I haven't seen the full interview, mm-hmm. but. Oh, there's an interview. There's an interview, which okay. is crazy. But the issue I'm having and the reason we're talking about this she talks about how she's been working since she was 15 mm-hmm. and has been doing things back to back, like mm-hmm. from that time doing her solo projects onto like the Beyonce album, the Lemonade album, and then Black is King. And she's really ready to rest. Girl. <laughs> Girl. And you know what? <laughs> I can't have that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I want her happy and healthy, and I guess she does have three children to raise, but. Maybe it's a trick. Maybe it's a decoy. Look. Maybe she's lying through her teeth. I want that. Maybe she's acting. She's an actress. If Beyonce retires, I don't, again, much like Tuesday's end of the election, I don't know what I would do. We need her. I don't know. I would die on my couch like how I did. Who's a more exciting artist in the world? Who's going to give us complete artistic works of art? Who's a cinematic genius? Artists always say that they're retiring, though, but like, and then they like come back with like something. But like, I don't want those words coming out of Beyonce. I, I don't mean, know. I don't know if I can emotionally handle. I that. can't either. I really can't. And she says that four is her favorite body of work. To which I'm like, huh. I mean, I like four. Four is great. But like, I love. Four. I love. I like four a lot. But like lemonade. <laughs> Lemonade. I think it's, why did she say that it was her favorite body work? I mean, it seems like it was a very happy time in her marriage, like her mm-hmm. personal life, and the songs reflect like how much she loved her husband, and I assume loves her husband again. Mm-hmm. And maybe Lemonade is a tougher piece of art to swallow for her for yeah, obvious reasons, but like, come on, come on. <laughs> also, if we want to do fun party music, let's do let's do a B Day. I feel like B Day never gets the flowers it deserves. I think that's. I think B Day absolutely gets flowers. I don't think it gets enough. <laughs> that's, cr- I mean, but everyone's like B Day, B Day, B Day. I don't I feel, feel like, or maybe B- it's just because I live with you. You just or, live with me, and I, also because like it's obvious B Day, B Day, B Day. I know, and I like, don't that think that is I, B- the Beyonce. Even if sometimes the Beehive is very B Day, B Day, B Day, I don't think Beyonce 
loves BDA as much as she should. That's like, so do you not know how great this is? Yeah, like, like that it's essentially like the like it's the Beyonce. Yes, album. Like, it, is, it the, is the Beyonce experience. It's that. Oh. What a tour. <laughs> and yes, it's the album that gave Beyonce her sound, that made Beyonce Beyonce in my eyes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, four is good. I don't I, I love four. Maybe she likes four because she was like experimenting with like very new stuff. And yeah. it was very much sort of a transitional moment for her. Very right. exciting. And it was the first time that she was managing herself. She was like the oh, head yeah. of her own empire. And that's great. But I mean, um, but I'm worried she's going to retire and I hope she doesn't. No, um, no, I think I think this is an act. I think like Dina Jones, she's transition she's like experimenting with acting. Okay. And so she is like, I'm gonna tell them all a lie. That's a very specific I believe it. And then December thirteenth, twenty twenty, I'm gonna gosh. drop an album. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I would die. Um, but that's a very specific uh hypothesis you have. <laughs> well, I'm sticking to it. All right. Well, that's something. Um, so Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Has been doing a lot this weekend. She's been tweeting up a storm. She mm-hmm. uh, encouraged people to vote while wearing iconic outfits of the past. Uh, she showed that she used to live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and like put a picture of her, of her up in like some sort of the like tractor. Yeah, on a yeah. tractor. And it's just like, okay, sure. So hey, I get those Pennsylvania votes, honestly, girl. Honestly, I love that she's going so hard for uh, Biden Harris. I mean, we need more of that. Uh, and it was cool to see her in her old iconic looks. Um, and then you look at the cheek to cheek look she chose. It's like, oh right, you did have like a brown perm. <laughs> I forgot oh, all about perm. that. I had forgotten all about that. Yeah. Oh, she's, I, so she's even doing cheek to cheek. She's even doing cheek to cheek. Right. She's thorough. She is going all the way back. Um, in a little sadder news, did you? Well, not sadder because I mean it can be helpful for a lot of people. But did you read uh, the Chrissy Teigen Medium post she put up? No, she saw Medium. Yeah. Well, no, but she she it was like her first time back on social media after she lost her child, uh-huh. and she wrote a big Medium article about that. Post. Oh, Medium, like medium. a mad like yeah. magazine, yeah. or like yeah, like you write your own like uh, internet articles essentially on Medium. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought you meant like she saw a media <laughs> like, like the Long Island media. No, I would love that though. No, that and but that'd be too soon. Um, Remember that time? What <laughs> you were obsessed with watching the Long Island? Yeah, media, I love it. And then you made us go to a psychic. Yes, and that bitch was a quack. <laughs> and she didn't know what she was talking about. And she told Matt Palmer she looked at his palm and she was just like, "Hmm, you've been sad for a while." <laughs> and Matt Palmer was like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, you've been really sad for a while about things." Not and, true. And, and, and he's like, "Well." how long and she's like a long time and he's like well are things gonna get better and she's like not anytime soon <laughs> she was awful I mean she was truly up the street like we walked from our old yeah, apartment to her like a, a ten dollar deal or I something. know and like I guess it was you know a good price point but we need to find a real real psychic who knows <laughs> what's you up. were there was like, like you were on a like kick for like two weeks where yes. you were obsessed with like mediums and psychics. I still need to get a good one I need to find a good psychic who like can really see me you know well call i'm sure there's like a hotline now for um you know a quarantine psychic hey if if anyone has a good psychic out there that i can connect with and that you believe and trust then hey email us at twogaymass.gmail.com i I was about to say like reach out to chrissy teigen because she knows good mediums but like no this is a different no she wrote on medium and she was just opening up about her miscarriage with her son at 20 weeks uh and apparently they tried bags and bags of blood transfusions but it wasn't working and she asked her mother and john to take pictures even though john didn't want to and he was hesitant he hated it i could tell it didn't make sense to him at the time but i knew i needed to know the 
this moment forever. The same way I needed to remember us kicking at kissing at the end of the aisle. The same way I needed to remember our tears of joy after Luna and Miles. And I absolutely knew I needed to share this story. And uh, she basically acknowledges, I get that some people hate the photos. And I could not care less if you hate these photos. These photos are pe- for people who have been through this mm-hmm. or are curious about it and brings them some sort of like solace to see someone else going through it because I feel like the loss of an unborn child happens so often and so regularly I feel like now that we are of age in which our like female friends are getting pregnant and having babies it's way more common than gets talked about and it's such it's so hush hush mm-hmm. in the public eye and so I think what Chrissy Teigen is doing is so brave and so powerful and it's just I don't know. I don't like the idea of people suffering in silence or feeling like they should be shameful of the, you know, bad things they've gone through and the pain that they feel like even though it is like a dark topic and it's sad, it's better to be out in the open with your sadness and to know that there's someone out there like Chrissy Teigen who has gone through what you've gone through. And maybe that would offer you a little bit of peace. I don't know. I think it's it's really beautiful. I agree. And I think yeah. if it works for her, then it it, it works. And right. She should be able to do what she wants to do. Yeah, And who's going to judge someone after they've miscarried about how they grieve? or like whether it's public or private or anything. It's just like, let them go through their process. Yeah, exactly. So I agree. We love Christy. I would really advise uh, everybody to read that article because it is really good and amazing. So um, all love to Christy. Uh, Did you hear the good news? No. About um, Saved by the Bells reboot? Like, no. I mean, I saw the trailer. Lark Voorhees is <gasps> set to appear. No. Yes. Oh my God. Can when you did believe this come it? Out? I it came out this past week, I guess, on the 29th, that there was an article announcing that she has filmed for it and <gasps> she's going to be She's not in the trailer. I know. I know. Oh guys, if you were listening to us like, I don't know, like however many months ago. I know. We were sad because like Lark Voorhees was not supposed to be in it. Yes. And like she's our favorite. I know. And she's I, gonna be in it. We had chameleons, one named Lark, one named Voorhees. <laughs> And then I think Lark died, and then oh. so there was Lark the second, and okay. then Voorhees died, so there was Voorhees the second. Oh. Yeah, we had a bunch of chameleons, and they were all named some combination of Lark or Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I'm very excited. I'm glad she's going to be a part of it, because she was a big part of the original show. Why would she not be? Yeah. I know she's had you know mental issues, but y- you know what? She can act. Like you say, to quote Matt Steele, acting's not hard. <laughs> And she could do it. She was already very talented. So get her back on that set. She's an icon. She's a legend. She is the moment. And now she will be the moment. Yes. Once again. Come on now. Oh, speaking of, did you see Wendy Williams uh, on The Masked Singer? There's like a clip of her singing on The Masked Singer as like a huge giant pair of lips. And she like giggles all the way through it. And it's just like, hold on, hold on, let me do it. And she like, I don't remember what song it is. Some song song about being a native New Yorker is what mm-hmm. the song is. She sounds insane. Mm-hmm. And it's like hilarious. So I think you should look that Wait, up. Wait, so too. she's like chatting and like goofing like as she's supposed to be hiding yes. who she is. Yeah, as she's supposed to be singing. She's like, oh, hold on, hold on. Here's my part. Here I go. Oh. <laughs> and were they just like, that's Wendy Williams. Yes, everyone was like, I, and then she got like unmasked the next week. And I'm like, yeah, because she was talking. It's like pretty obvious. <laughs> that's really funny. I love it. Um, so that's also happening. I know you don't watch The Bachelorette, but I just must say. Okay. Claire, I go back and forth. If you just are taking what you're getting from TV, Claire's the worst Bachelorette in history. Okay. She's doing a terrible job. She's in love with the one guy named Dale. And if anyone says a bad thing about Dale, she like walks off and it's like, I mean, you really think you could just like take a dig at my fiance like that? And like, blah, blah, blah. The reason that I'm a little bit sensitive, not sensitive, but like trying to see both sides of it. Okay. She's getting replaced with Taysha next week. Mm-hmm. This, 
I think Claire must have filmed, I would say, max two weeks. And Taisha had been quarantined for nine days before she joined the show. Mm-hmm. So I part of me feels like the producers planned all along to get Claire out of the way and have Taisha become the lead one way or another. Because I'm sure all of the leads on the show talk about how much they love their front runner and how amazing they are. But they're showing every single time Claire says something about Dale. They just want to build a narrative that she's so one track minded and not giving any of the other guys a chance Mm -hmm. when in truth, she's probably just doing what every other lead does. But this was, of course, after like they announced Claire before COVID, before shutdown, then they didn't film that her season until after quarantine for several months. Black Lives Mm -hmm. Matter had happened. Matt James had already been announced the next Bachelor because Bachelor was getting a lot of heat for not having leads of color. Mm -hmm. So I bet there was like, okay, how do we get Taisha to be the Bachelorette, even though we've already announced Claire? And maybe this is just me being a conspiracy theorist, but it's tough to watch. They've made Claire look so horrible and so like she just like does not give any other guy the time of day. She only asked them like, what Dale say about me? In the house. Oh, jeez. Yes. It's like, so, it comes across so poorly where I like almost feel bad for her. And I'm like, yeah. there's no way that's there's all no way, like, about. There's no way she's this bad. No like, way. There's like, no way she's this yeah. bad at this. The show just has to paint her as like some sort of like unlikable thing. So you're right. not sad to see her go. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what they've done. Like we're all like, everyone's like, I tell me when Tasha's on so I can start watching. Cause she's, they make her so unlikable. Damn. And it's just like, shit. Well, she's kind of a hot guy. I'm sure she'll be fine. That's true. It's true. And even though every other word out of her mouth is either Dale or I'm 39. (laughs) (laughs) Those are like the two things we know about Claire. And I'm 39. And she also like they always show her referencing like her time on The Bachelor, which was like 10 years ago. She's like, do you remember what I said to Juan Pablo? And remember what I said? Remember what I said to him? And it's like, Claire. Oh, so she hasn't. She was on that long ago. Yes. Oh, damn. Why'd they like dig all the way back there? No idea. No idea. Okay. Um, well, maybe they were just like, oh, we need like an older. I think it. To- I think that was the hook. Is like we're gonna try try to get someone older. And they also were trying to get Hannah B back because she was such a popular bachelorette. Mm-hmm. But Hannah B um, requested a million dollars for the season, and they were like, huh. pass. pass. <laughs> Jeez. I th- I'm glad that she's 39. My grandmother. Uh, whenever when she got like older, mm. uh, she would always make jokes like, "Oh, I'm 39. I'm 39. I'm 39." And then when she got older, she would always reference 39. But and like mm. you know, like sometimes I joke and I'm like, "Oh, I'm 17," or "Oh, I'm 19," or "Oh, yeah. I'm 25." Like like I I pick a different number each time. Every single time, it was 39 for my grandmother. So I think, according to her, I can't ask because she's no longer with us. Mm. But I get, so my brother and I assume 39 is the best year of everyone's life. Hey. So good for Claire yes. for being 39 and I, having a great time with Dale. Yes. Um, And I can't wait to reach 39. I know. One day. One we'll day we'll it. reach 39. Oh, we're going to look so good. We are. Gonna <laughs> we're going to look so good. Uh, well, speaking of um, racist reality shows. Yes. Big Brother ended. Uh-huh. <laughs> How did you feel about the finale? We'll talk about it. Oh! <laughs> we'll talk about All right. it. Why wow. Do you, why do you think I didn't mention it in one of I, I That's why week? I was bringing it up. I was like, Big oh, well, maybe we have something ended. to say about it. I have, some, I have something to say about it later in the podcast. All right. Well, so let me just give us one more uh, news item that I found a lot of interest in. Uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend creator Rachel Bloom is going to write an NSYNC superfan movie for Sony. So apparently Lance Bass came up with an idea based on... Uh, uh, based on an idea by band member and producer Lance Bass, Bloom is tackling the project about real-life best friends Meredith Sandberg and Winter Byington, who spent a summer following NSYNC on their last world tour. 
I can't wait. Oh, it sounds like <laughs> an amazing story. Like so fun. Like it's already so much fun. I can't wait to see it. I hope all of the instinct members, even you, Justin, because honestly, you're not doing anything right now. He's uh, a father 24 hours a day. Oh, and that's too long to be a dad. It's like, oh, what a freaking nerd. Um, all of them need to be in it and make cameos, and I can't wait. I'm already excited. I want there not just them to make cameos. I want there to be a scene where they battle Backstreet Boys. <laughs> like I want that to happen. I want it. And I want 98 degrees to pop in there and be like, hey, what about us? And they're like, what about you? <laughs> and then like Yeah, why aren't you writing this? You need to get in there with Rachel Bloom. I can do it. My yeah. I I uh hung out with Rachel Bloom like three times in college. Hey, I love that. She was always very nice. That's great. She directed a show that my ex-boyfriend was was in. Mm. And oh, so, and that was the one where was he nude in it? Uh, she wanted him to be nude mm. and he was just like, I'm not going to do that. Oh, <laughs> and well. she was like, oh, well, you said at the audition that you would be nude. And he was like, I never said that. Oh, <laughs> well. but, but I'm sure she just maybe got the paperwork mixed yeah, up. Yeah, that's okay. The, because it, the, when we went to NYU, it was a very big thing. Like they started allowing nudity in the shows. And so- Is that ev- while we were there? Yeah. Oh. And so every like uh, production at NYU, like- Everyone was just putting nudity in their shows, <laughs> and that so, sounds like because it was like allowed. And so on every audition, like form that when you had an audition, you had to answer like, "Would you uh, be willing to be nude?" Like yes or no. Mm. And my ex boyfriend was just like, "I definitely circled no." And she was like, "Oh, I thought you circled yes." And he was like, "No." And then he was like, "Oh shit, did I circle yes by accident?" <laughs> oh god, and he like had a, like a breakdown about. It. I'm like you. Like she's cool. She's yeah, it's fine. She doesn't care. Yeah. Like she'll let you not be naked and be in the show. Hey, and it all worked out. And it all worked out. The production was wonderful. And now Rachel Bloom's a big star. That's great. I'm yeah. so happy for her. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Uh, and what did I, I do? You know, you're still with us. I got to see him nude. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to see him nude. I got that's, to see him nude. That's the plus for you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess that's it. Are there any news items that I didn't miss that I missed that you want to talk I about? I mean, there's a sad one. Oh god. That like just literally just happened. What? Did you hear? Sean Connery? No. Well, Sean Connery, yeah. Like, yeah. That's really sad, too. But also, Nicky McKibben died. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. A brain aneurysm. I know. That's Isn't so that sad. Crazy? And she was, what, 42 or something? 42, yeah. Jeez. It's so sad. It's awful. I mean, like, iconic. I mean, like, she, you, yes, you will always you remember. Will always remember Nicky McKibben on American Idol. Just I remember doing a total eclipse of the heart. That is like my memory of hers. I remember her song. doing Mary Jane mm. and Black Velvet and uh Alanis Morissette Mary Jane? Yeah. Wow. And Simon Cowell was just like, that was freaking great. And wow. everyone was like, Yes, Nick McKimmon's gonna make the top three. Cause it was like it was like people were expecting it to be like, Nick McKimmon's gonna go this week. And mm. it's like, ah, she's gonna have a good week. And was that when Tamara Gray went? Yeah, that was when Tamara Gray I'm went. Still mad about that. I bought her <laughs> album too. You did? I did. Yeah, so so I a sad week. Yeah, it is. Um very, very shocking. Yeah. But I mean, we all remember like when I Kelly know. Clarkson won and Nicky McKibben was just singing her heart out. <laughs> It's true. She was, was also overcome with emotion. And I was like, yes, girl. She absolutely. Got in there. I, I loved her. I, mean, <laughs> I loved her. Uh, I wish her family all the best. I know seriously. she had a son. Mm. Um, her son's like older now. I remember he was like a small kid when um, mm. they were on American Idol. So so all the best to, yeah. to her family. May she rest in peace. I know. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with more 2K Matt's podcast. And we're ready for Email My Heart, the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Two spelled T-W-O. First question, uh, or questions, because there are two, comes to us from Ruben. Uh, And Ruben 
Uh, Ruben <laughs> is a patron of ours, and okay, I'll read the question. Okay, this is Imperfect Angel. <laughs> hey Matt, what are your thoughts on Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel? It's my favorite Mariah album and the one that made me a lamb. It is the reason I introduced R&B stylings into my music. I think Ribbon and More Than Just Friends could have been number ones. Love to hear your commentary. Now, mm. Ruben. Ruben's a patron who yeah. requested this video for a, a video review oh. for YouTube. So Ruben... You impatient little man. <laughs> you are gonna get all these answers on our we can YouTube channel. Oh, we can give them a quick. Oh, we can give them a quick. But like, yes. Ruben, do not worry. It is happening. We have, I believe, one more ahead of you. We have the um, uh, image in heap. Mm, oh, I can't wait to do that one. We're doing we're doing image in heap, and then the next patron request video will be Ruben's memoirs talking about memoirs angel. of an imperfect angel. Um, but my opinions are, I like memoirs of an imperfect angel a lot. I do like Ribbon a lot. I Ribbon is excellent. I like Ribbon a lot. I like I, I, I like Candy Bling a lot. Candy Bling is adorable. Yes. It's amazing. There are a lot of great songs on memoirs. I think it's a little overstuffed. I think the big mistake, obviously, was putting out "I Want to Know What Love Is" as the second single, which is like. It just didn't make sense after Obsessed A and B. It's like maybe her worst cover. One of the two. I don't like that song. Um, I like it. Oh, I don't. Um, but I agree. Both Ribbon and More Than Just Friends, I think, are excellent and would have been great single singles and better singles than Up Up My Face and I Want to Know What Love Is. So I okay. think there was singles issues, but uh, I agree. It's a great album. Okay. So, Ruben, you will get more more details later. Inseparable's great, too. Sorry. Oh, Inseparable's great. I love it. So good. Um, so, Ruben also asked another question for Matt Palmer. How do you find new co-writers? Oh, great question. Um, well, there... Um, I kind of do a lot of like searching on SoundCloud and I guess maybe co-writers is the wrong word for me personally because I like to write all of the things myself because I'm a control freak. You're like Taylor Swift. I'm very Taylor Swift-esque in that way. Speak Now era all the time. All the time. You're just living through a constant Speak Now era. (laughs) I am, but I do reach out to producers to polish things up for me because I am not a, you know, producer who can make things sound radio ready. So again, SoundCloud. Another site that I would recommend is a site called, this is not an ad, but it's going to sound like one, (laughs) soundbetter.com. That is where I find a lot of people to work with as far as like mixing and mastering goes uh you can find just a lot of collaborators across the internet that you're able to work with remotely which we're all going to need to do and if you have a song that needs a little polishing up or a a demo vocal or something i am now on soundbetter.com as someone who can do some work for you if you need your vocals tuned if you need just any sort of songwriting singing options there's a lot of things i can do and a lot of things that you can pay me to do and i can do that on soundbetter.com yeah (laughs) And I'm sure Matt Palmer will have me listen and uh, give my feedback. So it's kind of like hiring both of us. Oh, sure. (laughs) Yes. And you pay me in your boyfriend gives me candy. Yes. That's That's, the only way. That's That's my payment. (laughs) That's the best form of payment, I feel, especially for you. Yes. Um, So next question comes for us from Thomas. Thomas says, emotions impact. Hey, Matt. Hope all is well. This past month, I've been listening to Emotions on repeat. In doing this, I came to the conclusion that Carly Rae Jepsen crafted the most influential pop record of the last decade. Uh, It might have been a major flop commercially, but I think the sound of popular music since, obviously excluding the R&B and rap music that's been popular, has been heavily influenced by Carly Rae's decision to dive deep into the sounds of 80s synth pop. I think Taylor Swift's lover, Dua Lipa's future nostalgia, The Weeknd's After Hours, and many more albums have all benefited from the door that Carly 
reopened on emotions. I also think the album was one that made artists like Taylor with folklore and Lord with melodrama feel feel comfortable taking risks with their releases. Five years after its release, the influence can be seen, but I bet that 20 years from now, the album is going to be even more highly regarded as one of the quintessential albums of the 2010s. I was wondering what you guys thought about this. I know you're both big Carly fans. Cheers, Thomas. P.S. Looking forward to your Positions review. Hope the album turns out well. This is before Positions came out. Okay. Our position review is online. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so if you'd like to hear what we think about positions, it's on youtube.com slash tookamats. Um, I think this is a very interesting point of view, and I appreciated the love for Carly. That album, Emotion, is an amazing album, definitely one for the record books. Yes. I would like to point out that 1989's sound was very 80s throwback. Maybe not as synth pop all the way through, but like the whole vibe of the big pop songs were very 80s mm-hmm. and that came out a year prior. So I don't know that I would give Carly all of that, but I realized that that album really delved far deeper into the 80s sound than Taylor did initially. But I feel like the throwback to the 80s happens a lot because there are a lot of big, great pop songs like Hello, Glitter. That was an 80s themed record back mm-hmm. in 2001. And it, I feel like the 80s will always come back because you just... There's some of those songs in the 80s vibe always kind of works as far as like a big joyful pop moment. Well, because it feels like the beginning of like synth pop was like the 80s. So it's like it's always exciting to hearken back to it because it's like, oh, remember when these computer sounds were I know, happening? And like, they were new. Yeah. Um, but I definitely feel like Carly was in a early part of this wave. But, you know, t- you know, got to give Taylor some credit on 1989 because she definitely was doing those like big drums and the big synth sounds. And- what would you say is the biggest difference between Emotions and 1989 from your I think, ear, Matt Palmer? Well, I mean, I need to re-listen to both of them, but I do feel like the... Um, 80s sound of 1989 is probably because of the artist a little bit more guitar focused uh, mm-hmm. through a lot of it. Like I'm thinking of like a style or, um, you know, like a clean, like it's definitely in, has a lot of those 80s elements or like an out of the woods even like mm-hmm. there's big moments, but it's not as synth focused as Carly's. Is, okay. You know, um, what were your thoughts? What do you feel? Oh, I love emotions. I, I think mean, emotion. I think emotions is great. Emotion. I do know that you prefer Kiss as an album. I do. I love I Kiss. I think I prefer emotions to Kiss personally. Emotion. It's one. Emotion. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but I think they're they're both great. Absolutely. Um, and obviously, there's like great stuff on Dedicated as well. I mean, mm-hmm. want you in my room? Hello, like girl. We can't say um, enough good things. And I mean, like, there's on emotion. There's there's Runaway. With I mean, like, just what is there a, a better opening track? What a classic! What Absolute. a what a gay anthem. That's how it, was that not a hit? I think it's so. Inter- I, I love. I feel like that's the Carly Rae Jepsen song that is like the gay secret that yes. like only the gays know. Like. Only the gays like know that it's here and it's so good. It still feels ubiquitous to me though. Like it feels like every maybe it's just because I'm around a bunch of gays, but it feels like everyone knows. Like the Carly Rae song I think of is "Run Away with Me" and not "Call Me Maybe." Mm -hmm. Well, no, I like whenever I talk to straight people, Mm. I always talk about like Carly Rae, Carly Rae. Like we should be talking about Carly Rae more, and they're just like, "Oh, that's the "Call Me Maybe" girl." Has she released anything since "Call Me Maybe"? Oh my god! Stop! 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 She's released incredible shit. Yes, so and please. So please, please. And I like beg them. I'm like, please listen to Carly Rae. And they're like, yeah, I'll have to look into it. And of course they don't. Of because, course. You know, straights. They're straights. They have things to listen to that gonna... aren't fun. <laughs> <laughs> they, they don't believe in fun. They don't. The straights don't believe in fun. They're allergic to it. It's devastating. Uh, it is. It's too bad. So mm-hmm. Matt Steele, mm-hmm. I have a feeling you have something to say. Mm-hmm. What has been giving you moments this week? All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> everyone who listens to this podcast and everyone who has watched the show Big Brother and probably everyone who has done none of the above knows that this was the worst season <laughs> oh my in God. Big Brother history. Like, even if you have not seen the show, people, there are people who are just like, oh, I heard about that show. I hear this season was bad. <laughs> like, this show was just notoriously horrendous and terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, the finale was Wednesday, and you were just expecting a big, predictable finale. You were expecting Cody to win, which he honestly deserved. He played a very, very, very boring game mm. that was, like, insufferable to watch just because the whole house was boring. There were no big moves. There was no drama. Everything mm. was just so predictable. Every move was just the easiest move. The same alliance just kept dominating and, dominating and winning everything. So, and that is what happened right. on the show. Yeah. Cody won. However, <laughs> this finale delivered. Wow. And I have to say, the all the finales in Big Brothers for the past like five years, mm. even like the Celebrity Big Brothers and the oh, Big Brother Over the Top, which was an incredible season of Big Brother, mm. um, which everyone should be talking about more. Um, all of the finales, even if the seasons have been bad, like season nineteen, horrendous season of Big Brother. The finale, all the finales have delivered in some sort of way, whether wow. the winner was super unpredictable, like whether drama happened live on the finale, like it was just. It was just, and this added to it, like it's another great finale for the books. First, like a really funny moment where Enzo like competed in this competition and did horribly. Like it took him 40 minutes to complete it, but it took Cody four. Oh <laughs> like, my it was God. Like, and, and Cody and Enzo felt like horrible by himself. And it was, it was just kind of funny <laughs> um, because like Enzo is like really lovable and you're just like, oh man. Um, but so what happened was the top three was Cody, Nicole, and Enzo. Mm. Cody had a final two with Nicole and a final two with Enzo. But he had known Nicole. They did the same season together. They did season 16 right. together. And they are, I would say, fairly close outside the house, it seems. Mm. Polly and Nicole were both. Polly, who is Cody's brother, was on Big Brother 18 with Nicole, voted for Nicole to win the game. And wow. Nicole is now $500,000 richer because of Big Brother 18. And so you knew so with Cody and Nicole the whole season you knew like they have been friends for a long time yeah. it feels like their families know each other yeah. you know um, and but Cody and Enzo just met inside the house and they formed a friendship inside the house so you were kind of assuming if Cody wins head of house, final head of household he's yeah. gonna take Nicole and get rid of Cody so Cody and Nicole battle it out for final head of household. Cody wins and Cody gets like really emotional and mm. you can tell feels horrible. And Nicole's just like, yay. Like Nicole's feeling good because she just assumes she is going to the final two with Cody. <laughs> commercial break. Come back from commercial break and Nicole and Enzo are sitting next to each other and Nicole is like tears are pouring down her face. <laughs> oh my God. And, and you just realize as an audience member, you're just like. Oh my God, he's fucking cutting Nicole. This is iconic. Amazing. It was so good, especially because Nicole, bless her heart, she's kind of like the the lovable, goofy villain, kind mm. of. Like, <laughs> she's just like that girl who's just like, oh God, I don't know what to do. And everything, she always kind of just ends up getting what she wants. Yes. Like, she's. She's like a professional victim. She's like a professional, like like Karen kind yes. of, except like not racist, <laughs> but like but like just a professional. Like, oh God, I'm so innocent. Protect me, protect mm -hmm, me, you mm -hmm. know. And she just always gets what she wants. She's a great player of Big Brother in that regard. I mean, she won once, you know. 
Um, so everyone just assumed she's going to get what she wants this time. But the thing is, I feel mm. like Cody burned himself so much on the season he was before for picking Derek when yes. it's like, and he's like, I'm not doing that again. Because here's, because everyone was saying if Nicole makes it to the final two, maybe she should win because she is a former winner who got to the, and everyone right. still took her to the end and everything. Now... Yes, that is impressive, but like, should she have won next to Cody? <laughs> Absolutely not in the slightest. She did not play a winning game this mm. season. Um, but still, that was a worry. So, and the thing is, Cody knew that that's what people were thinking. Yes. So he was just like, I can't take her because I know at least someone will vote for her to win. And you needed five votes out of the nine jury members to win. And he's like, I can't risk someone else getting one vote. Right. I have to take Enzo. Like I, I have to take him because I think fewer. He, honestly, he stands like a less. He should have done that on his real season because who was the third place uh, girl? Victoria. Because Co- okay, not to get into too much Big Brother history, yeah. but in season. Yep. 20 seconds. Okay. In Big Brother 16, Cody won the final HOH and he took Derek, who was his best friend in the house. Derek played uh, like one of the best games the show ever had. Granted, it was a house full of people who did everything Derek wanted, Mm -hmm. but that's another topic. Um, And then there was Victoria, who was notoriously bad at everything. And and Cody still wanted to be loyal to his friend and did genuinely think he could possibly win next to Derek. And so he took Derek and of course Derek won and became known as like one of the best winners of mm. all time and so Cody's just like I will not do that this exactly time. I am taking the person who I know I have a better chance of beating he took and so and Nicole was devastating those gifts and screenshots of Nicole coming out of that house oh, are the funniest thing God. I've ever seen because she is insufferable like she at when she first came on the show I think I was watching still and I like thought she was charming and lovable because when you first meet her like I bet she oh, is charming and 16, she's adorable and so lovable then, she wasn't like in the top three for America's right favorite. but then you realize oh this is just what you do and it's like You're, which kind of makes her icon which makes her iconic I kind of like, as a player but like truly insufferable to watch <laughs> it's just like if you don't stop crying girl like get it together yeah and so, so I loved it and Cody won by a unanimous vote and mm. everyone was like like, and the, he's only the second person uh, in regular Big Brother history to win by unanimous mm. vote. Uh, and everyone was like, who's Nicole going to vote for? And I'm very proud of Nicole for not voting bitterly. She voted for Cody to win. Mm. But there is a rumor, according to Davon, that four people in jury said the whole time if Nicole gets to the final two, they were going to vote for her to win. And then Enzo said, oh, man, if Cody voted to evict me, I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have voted for Nicole. So if Cody kept oh Nicole, my God. then maybe Nicole could have won and people would have their heads would have exploded. So it was just the thing that made it so great was because it's not like it was the most exciting move in the history of the show. Like there have been way more exciting live moments on the show by 12,000 miles. But it was the only time this season where there was any sort of blindside, yes. any sort of strategy, any sort of uh, something unexpected, and any sort of human emotion right. that was like devastation. And it's like, yes, remember when Big Brother used to be all this like right. so like so many times per season? It's like, yes, we are finally getting that in in the finale of this awful season. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? I'm glad we are ending on a high. All right. May, hopefully, Big Brother will. Learn from the problems of this season and and do a little revamp for the show. See, the thing is, like, I think to revamp the show, it only takes minor tweaks. I honestly do. 
Um, so hopefully next season will will be better. But yeah, right. the finale of Big Brother 22, All Stars 2, delivered. All right. Cool. So that was giving me my moment this week. I love that. The first time this year, Big Brother. I know. Me. It's truly the first time. Um, well, for me, since mm-hmm. you're not going to ask. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you just naturally go into it. I mean, you could also ask me and like be interested in what I have to say. Matt Palmer, what was giving you? Wow. Aren't you an actor? Because you're terrible I'm not at getting it. paid to do this right now, <laughs> girl. I get, I when I act, I get paid for mm, it. Okay? Really? This is free, okay. Okay, well, you're just, I thought you just want to be a good co-host, a good citizen of the world, a good member of I was Mats. a good citizen. I voted. I voted correctly. Well, you didn't ask me what gave me moments What's this week. What's giving you moments? <laughs> this week. Mm-hmm. There are two things giving me moments. Uh, both are music related. Okay. Uh, the first of which is, if you haven't watched Rina Sawayama, on oh my god, Jimmy Fallon, she's so incredible. Mm-hmm. Like that performance was like two thousand pop star. Like she can really sing. Like the fact that she has such a vision for her art and such a clear idea of who she is as a musician, but also can sing her face off and perform While her face she's off, dancing. dance for like she's like everything that every big pop star now isn't doing she is doing and I mean since it's like uh, it's filmed differently yes. the sound is a little different it's yes. not like it's recording the like reverb of the room right so like if there are any flaws in a voice you hear it during yes. a filmed quarantine moment because the microphones are hooked up to the sound system and she still sounds great she sounded amazing she sounds great it's, for I, dancing if, like all that dancing if yes you haven't watched it you have to because then it's like I bet there are some people out there who don't get the huge hubbub around Rina Sawayama. Maybe they haven't listened to her album or whatever and just don't get it yet. If you watch this performance, you're like, oh, that's a superstar. Yes. Like, she is it. Yes. So that was really exciting for me, that performance. Um, And then also, Sam Smith released their album, Love Goes, on Friday. And it kind of got swallowed up because of Ariana and the positions hype and all of this. But man, oh man, I love their album so much it is my favorite of their albums of all of them of course because it's like gives you variety and tempo and sound (laughs) but oh my gosh there's so many songs I love on the record I really love a song called Another One which is track three it's about you know uh, you finally found the one and I'm I was never the one Uh, you should treat him a good way it seems like it's about her it seems like a lot of the songs are about their ex-boyfriend who Mm -hmm. I believe now is dating that guy I don't know if they're actually they're still together, but the guy from the bodyguard, Richard Madden. Richard Madden. I never remember his name. Yeah, I just truly can't. I just know he's beautiful, but I don't know anything about his name. Uh, there are a lot of songs about that. There's a song called uh, "Dance Until." What is it? It's like "Dance Until like, You're Oh I'm Over You" or something. Let me find the exact title. But the the song that's really giving me moments the most. It's called "Dance Till You Love Someone Else." Excuse me. Uh, giving me moments the most is a song that is the title track called Love Goes. It features Labyrinth, who is a British singer as well. And it is just so intimate and beautiful, but also bombastic and insane. Oh, like it's, bombastic. it does everything. <laughs> like it starts like, it starts as if it's a concerto. Like it really sounds oh, like some box shit. Then we're getting into like a piano bout where we jump up into our falsettos and the chorus, which you know I love. And then it ends with like trumpets. <laughs> And like a brass section. And even though it's all over the place, it just works. Like the emotion at the core feels so true and genuine. And the vocal performances are so amazing. The melodies are so strong. It's like, I will go on this weird, crazy journey you've just took me on production wise because the song 
deserves that. Like I cannot say enough good. Like I literally sit here with my headphones on, just like banging my head listening to that song. It's just like God. Remember when music sounded this good? Like, Damn. fuck, it's a All great right. song. I've got to listen to it. it. I'll do it. that. Then maybe that'll be my like election day treat. Yes. Like when I'm like trying to calm myself down in the yes. morning. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> other other highlights are Young is the opener, which is all acapella and vocoder. And it's like, yes. Oh, brilliant. They better sing and they better sing about wanting to be young and kiss a hundred boys and like not have commitments and like do some drugs. And like, yes. Whoa. I know. They're oh doing God, it. Sam. Uh, I love the for lover that I lost. I feel like it, it's definitely more ballady than I thought because you're assuming like oh we're doing our sexy dance era but it's about half ballads but the ballads are great like okay. for the lover that I lost breaking hearts forgive myself and love goes are all 10 out of 10 ballads but love goes as my my baby all right I how love many tracks it. is it it is uh I think 11 tracks on the like main disc of it but then there's disc two which has honestly all of the singles before diamonds okay so like the song dancing uh with a stranger with Normani and mm-hmm. how do you sleep and uh, that, that came out so for. long ago I, I know wow. and that's why it's kind of in its own little bubble mm-hmm. okay um but yeah I think with the deluxe edition it's probably 16 17 songs something like that damn but okay. uh the the, uh, the last six or seven are songs we've heard before but okay I'm all about love goes they did it they killed it for me so I'm excited. I just love, I love being excited about music, especially music from queer people. It's just like, yes. Yeah. Slay me, bitch. Slay me. Yeah. And isn't Rina Sawayama a little queer? I think yeah, so. She, she, hey, she has a song called Chosen Family. Sounds queer to me. No, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds queer to me. I, I just rewatched uh, the video where she reacts to us reacting to her. And I'm just like, oh, she loves us. I <laughs> love that she's seen us. That's so exciting. To Maybe me. she listens to the podcast. I mean, let's not count our chickens, but I would love it. I would love it. Um, yeah, if anyone knows Rena, um, let her know we were talking about her. Yes, and then we love her all yeah. over again. Um, so, is there anything else you want to tell the people before we say goodbye? Vote for Joe Biden. Vote for and Joe Kamala Biden. Harris. Vote for Kamala Harris. Let's do better this time, America. Vote for the country, guys. Vote yes. for the stuff you like that that you know can create change and the change we want in the right direction. And again, I love the like meme that's going around. It's like this isn't a Valentine. You're not picking the perfect candidate for you. You're picking the option that's getting you closest to the long term goal. Mm-hmm. And even if you are more radical than Joe and Kamala, they are the most radical ticket. In like in a major party in history in America, so this is the path to get what you want. Yeah, I mean, I just saw like an interview two days ago with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and mm. uh, they were asking her. Uh, it was Jake Tapper. I See think. her uh, cover, by the way. I didn't remember what. The, oh yeah. Oh, she looks great. I know. Queen. And uh, <laughs> and and it was a Jake Tapper interview, and uh, he was like. He was like, well, Joe Biden has said that he's not going to get uh, rid of fracking. And I know that you're very against fracking and everything. So, like, how do you feel about that? Like, wh- like what do you have to say about that and everything? Oh and she's just like, look, I am voting for the person who will be the most open to lobbying from my position. Yes. Like, I will be the person who will be open to listening to my position about environmental issues and everything. And Joe Biden is 1,000 million percent that person. Yes. First of all, he's... He's he believes in science. He believes in climate change. He's gonna do all these things. I love that believing and in science as a talking. I point, know it's but. insane. And and she's like he's already like on that path. It's just this one one issue yeah. that like we disagree on but he is open to listening to more about it and possibly going in the direction that I want him to go in like like that's why that's yeah. why he is the choice for president like like y'all just just the thing is like if you are because we're not like reaching out to Trump voters because we're sure none of them are listening why to this would they podcast. listen to us no but like if you are a person who is like on our side in terms of, you know, more liberal side of things and you are like, oh, but 
Joe Biden did X, Y, Z in 1990 or it's whatever. Like, guys. It's like, it's like, it, or like, or if you are a person who is very anti-fracking, you're like, Joe said he's not going to get rid of fracking. Therefore, I'm not going to vote. It's like, no, 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 no. If you, if you, if <laughs> you don't vote for Joe Biden because of this like one issue, let's just have it be fracking as an example. Because of that, if you don't vote for him, then you care more about your right, your self-righteousness than you actually do about that topic. Exactly. Like then about that cause. And you, you don't care about it at all because if you did, you would vote for the person who would lead you more in that direction. Right. And even still, it's like even if that one thing you guys disagree on that you're passionate about what about the one million things? What about that the rights? you agree about. Yes, that you agree about and the rights that will get taken away from people if you do not vote for Joe Biden. Yes, you can't like, make this about yourself, Exactly. Guys. You have to empathize with people that aren't you, that aren't in your tax bracket, that don't have your sexual orientation. Like, everything is at stake. Yes, you can't, you can't just be like, what about me? What about me? You can't make elections this election in particular about yourself because yes. a lot of people did that in 2016. They were like, oh, well, she didn't earn my vote. It's like, it's not about your not about vote, you. motherfucker. <laughs> like, it's about everything. It's about yeah. everything. It affects all of us. Yes. And it, re- it really shows how much it affects all of us because now we are all stuck in our goddamn Exactly. Heart. So, exactly. ladies and gentlemen, if you get anything from Two Game Ads, it's vote for Joe Biden. Vote for Joe Biden Harris. and Kamala Harris. That's the name of the episode. Yes. <laughs> I Perfect. think it's appropriate. How appropriate. How appropriate. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, we're going to sign off now. And the next time you talk to us, we will know. We will know. We will either be like, hi, welcome to Two Game Mats. Or we will be like, bonjour. <laughs> exactly. uh, uh, how do you say welcome in, in French? Benvenu. Benvenu. Uh, uh, two Game Mats. Uh, deux, uh, toi. Toi. No, no toi, toi three. three. <laughs> Un, deux, deux, deux. Oh. Um, Mathieu homosexual. That was probably horrible. And if you are French out there listening, we apologize. <laughs> I know that was very shitty, but we love you all. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more 2K Mats podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.